Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Go Team Video, the podcast where we, the AMP and video team, watch a movie, talk about it, along with everything else that's going on. I'm Michael Sadler, and I'm joined by Daly Singleton and Abigail Johnson. How you doing? We doing. This I'm is doing. episode. Yeah, this is episode forty-three, y'all. This is me doing. That's what it looks like when I do. Yeah. What are What are we doing for episode four? We're talking about the movie Prey, two thousand twenty-two, a Hulu exclusive. Who's exclusive? Who's exclusive? Who's exclusive? Yeah. yeah. This, this is Prey, P R E Y, not P R A Y. Right. Oh yeah. Different not movie. not Eat Pray Love. Different no. movie. <laughs> Um, it was like uh, Eat, Pray, Run. I think this mm-hmm. is the, what, second new movie we've done this year? Third? We, we, don't, have, yeah. we don't do a lot of like We don't do a lot of contemporary releases. stuff. Um, yeah, this is this was just put out here a little while ago, exclusive to Hulu. And yeah, like less than it a is a ago. sequel to the movie Predator. It is something like the fifth Predator movie or something. You think it's a sequel? Yeah, it's it's, it's well, it's in, in the, the line. It's in the lineage of Predator movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's in yeah. the Predator franchise. This is really a prequel, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it, it makes a lot of allusions to the other Predator, mm-hmm. including some lines that are directly taken from it, which I'll get into in the fun facts. But oh, yeah. I'm sure you get in the meantime. Let's get right to it and go with some first impressions of the movie Prey. Anybody feeling that first go? That go first motion? Raise your hand. Uh, Sounds like Daly made a couple of. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> how many times do you think? Do. How many times do you think I'm going to accidentally say Predator instead of Prey? Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think this movie is pretty okay. I think it's, I think it's kind of average. That's what I'm going to, that's how I'm going to sum up my first impressions. Um, it's got some, it's a cool choice. Just like off the bat, the setup for the movie's cool. Like, I think it's neat. Um, I, I have like, I think it's weird that they just did like, they did a Comanche dub of the movie, mm-hmm. but they didn't like shoot different scenes where they like, you know, say it in Comanche. It's just some, it's other people dubbing over it. And, uh, but the French people in the movie, they just speak French. And then like the French dude walks over and is like, like I speak Comanche, but he's speaking English. And like that, man, that kind of ruins the illusion for me in a lot of ways. Or like Mm -hmm. this, them trying to sell this authentic kind of thing, you know? Uh, I think they should have just, done it in comanche i think that would have been like way more interesting and also you're not putting out and put it in out in theaters so who why do you care about how you know <laughs> you're not you don't care about how much money it's going to make you know like just, yeah, just go all the louder. way into like the art house right. kind of vibe and like I, that's that's my biggest complaint with the movie i think the action's really good i think the subtle cg mixed with the practical stuff is cool um it i thought it felt like too long of a movie. It felt like it was two hours long, but it was only an hour and 40. Uh, but uh, I did enjoy it. 
I I, do, I did have a good time watching it. The action scenes were really fun to watch, and the mm-hmm. the, the lead is really compelling as well. But yeah, cool. that's, how, that's my first impression. Nice. Uh, I I thought it was a little average as well. I uh, I like the lead Amber Mid Thunder. Uh, very watchable. Um, and I've enjoyed her since uh, seeing her in Legion as a character in that TV show, which is it's a very good show. And uh, she does a phenomenal job in that show. And uh, it was really refreshing and nice to just see her as a lead character in this film. But overall, I feel like I, I don't know. I kind of realized certain at a certain time throughout, like in the movie, when we get to the uh, French, like, um, what are they like? Conquistadors. Well, they're like they want the skins. What are they like? They're like fur trappers. traders. Yeah, trappers. Yeah. yeah. These fur traders. Conquistadors, like, I think, are like Spanish. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These fur traders, uh, I it, like. I just found myself wishing the movie had just been about her uh, experience with them, and I felt like the predator kind of was could have gone and it would have been a better movie. Maybe if it taken yeah. itself a little bit more seriously, like you're saying with the subtitles and, and the Comanche spoken language. Yeah. Uh, and I think it could have been a little bit more of an impactful movie. Uh, you know, that being said, this is working off of the predator franchise. So it, it's kind yeah, of like, yeah. you know, you got to take it as it is. I did like the action. Right. I thought they did a good job with it. Uh, you know, some of the cinematography is cool. The mm-hmm. acting is is in general like very solid, but it's just at the end of the day, kind of like it's an action movie, which is not is not ever going to be like my top favorite type of film. Um, so you know it has that working against it, but I feel like it was competent and it was you know it's very watchable film. I did find myself getting a little bored sometimes, but um, there were things to like about it. Nice. Um, what do you think, Abby? I feel like I probably liked it more than you two did. Um, I liked it quite a bit. I will say the language thing, you know, it certainly came to my attention. But, you know, as Michael said, I remembered it was part of the Predator franchise. And yeah. I think they wanted, you know, those type of audiences they've reached before to be able to reach this movie without having to just read subtitles for the whole thing. Yeah. And um, so I think there's something to be said for that. Sorry, I feel like my camera's not quite right. Um, and, you know, I also really appreciate that they told this story from the POV of a Native woman, you yeah. know? Yeah. They could have for sure done, you know, a POV from a man or from these French white people colonizers. Right. Yeah. Um, and they didn't. They 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 certainly had them in it, which mm-hmm. I think was important, and I think uh, you know added to it in a way. But um, also, like to be honest, I've not really seen any of the other Predator movies, Me so yeah. I don't I don't really have anything to compare it to as far as you know that. And I mean, it certainly is an action movie, but it's. A different kind of action movie to me. You mm-hmm. know, it's like there's bow and arrows. 
you know, there's there's a lot of uh, tracking and um, like obviously there's like guns and stuff too, and uh, a lot of running. I thought visually it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. You know, definitely not like uh, like the best movie I've ever seen, but I thought it was actually pretty good. I feel like maybe I liked it better than y'all did, but I, I definitely see y'all's points. Um, I've heard a lot of people like the movie, so you're not alone. Yeah. Like I, I've heard I think a lot of people I've, yeah. like the I've movie. I've seen two or three of the other Predators, and this is definitely the best one in, okay, in a pure filmmaking perspective. Uh, you know, that first one has Arnold Schwarzenegger and right like it's a it's a b like movie but it's yeah. it's, a, it's a unique franchise like this mm-hmm. alien hunting people on earth yeah. i think the only one i've seen is alien versus predator oh, yeah. <laughs> i am um, i have played a board game card game that was alien versus predator with oh. someone who had Literally, it was like a board game with a like a deck of cards or yeah, like several yeah. decks of cards for like every fucking one of the Predator movies. Like, <laughs> and I like played it and I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and I felt like for an hour, I, like my friend was explaining all the like rules to me and I was just yeah. kind of going with it. But it was like, that was fun and silly, but like I wish I had seen them, um, you know, to have a better idea of what was going on um uh, yeah i guess that's my first impression you know cool. if you say it's better than the other ones i don't really want to see the other ones now yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. That, first one, <laughs> that, that first one's fun because it's like all these commandos versus versus the predator it's like yeah the first impetus of it is like badass the the pinnacle of badassery and predators is wiping them all out until yeah arnold figures out to like put mud on himself and he like Mm-hmm. masks yeah. his heat signature or whatever yeah that's pretty much the I, movie i really it's also like every predator movie right yeah that's really funny well yeah this one except it, this it, one it, you know <laughs> like i like i like that she has like a dog companion i like yeah. that she is kind of like proving herself in a skill that women typically don't have in, yeah. in her culture you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so I love that a lot. Also, I think her brother is pretty hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's funny though, because like I like me and Lana looked up his like looked him up on Instagram, and I mean his Instagram is bad. Like it's just like super filtered photos. Like it looks like. It looks like me when I was in like early high school posting on Instagram type of shit. Like that's funny. But this is like now he's posting this shit now, and he, and he only has like eighteen thousand followers, which I feel like is not a lot for like a a celebrity or actor. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I don't know. It was kind of silly. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I guess you know that's my first impression. We'll yeah, I mean, it's great to see this movie take the perspective of Native Americans and cast Native American people, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you're like the the perspective makes all the difference. It's really unique in that way. Yeah, uh, I think um, the lead certainly has a lot of like mannerisms that remind me of Aubrey Plaza. 
Oh my god, but, I thought that the whole time. Yeah, I thought that so many times. I know they look, you know, a bit different. They both have really big eyes, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm also glad that they like cast native people for these roles because they, you know, a lot of movies cast white people for these roles. Yeah, you know? right. Um, yeah, and um, most of the production team was also largely also largely made up of indigenous people. Yeah, that's that's amazing to hear. Yeah, I mean the 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 creators I think were, are just two white dudes, right? Dan Trachtenberg uh, and yeah, uh, Patrick Ason. I don't know who that is. Oh yeah, he's like he's he's he. What do you do? Wayward Pines producer. He did. He's a producer on a lot of things. Jack Ryan. Yeah. He seems to be like... He seems... Yeah. But regardless, Dan Trachtenberg right. did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen that yeah. as well. I thought that one was well, really good. I like that movie more than this one, but... Uh, I like that movie. I'm also one of the few people that actually likes Cloverfield. So. I like Cloverfield as well. I think it's a really interesting movie, and it's 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 entertaining the whole way through. Just the gimmick alone, I think, carries the movie pretty far, um, even if it did, did make people sick. But, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times. Yeah. It was one of the films that my uh, former partner used to put on uh for to go to sleep to and uh the curse of that was wow it was it was that and blade runner and uh every time that she put those on to go to sleep i just watched the whole movie because i can't (laughs) not i I just can't not i just get enthralled and just watch the whole thing so i've seen that movie a billion times and blade runner i remember you saying that about blade runner yeah those are those two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny too is like uh when it goes back to the like d- we have the dvd and when it goes back to the uh the dvd title s- sequence it does these like cuts like uh camera like you know how it's a tape over a tape like it's taped over this guy's outing yeah. with his girlfriend or whatever so it cuts between and just makes these noises that are like it just sounds like farts. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly the noise you're talking about, yeah. though. Like, it really does sound like farts. Those always crack me up. It's like, it gets back to the funny. title sequence. Yeah, the title screen. All right, uh, Daily, what do you got for us in the number category? So, this movie, the budget's not publicly out there, from what I could tell. Mm, okay. Uh and you know it's it's a it's a Hulu movie. You know it was it was purchased by Hulu, and they probably I don't know I don't know why the certain times the movie doesn't come out with a budget. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, from from what I could tell, uh, the movie probably wouldn't have done too well in theaters based on like the track record of the franchise, you know, none of them have been successful really outside of the first one. Uh, the first yeah. one had an $18 million budget the first predator and it grossed 59 million domestically. And then 
so they just like got a sequel out pretty quick with Predator Two in nineteen ninety, and that film grossed uh, thirty million, but the budget was like the same. It was also thirty million, so they didn't really. It wasn't a box mm. office success, and kind of broke even. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then it, it was in. It, there wasn't a Predator movie for fourteen years until yeah. Alien versus Predator. So there's only mm. those three until. Um, Let's see, 2010, uh, they did Predators. Yeah, is that like the Adrian Brody one? Adrian Brody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was that one. 52 million domestic, but it was a 40 million dollar budget. So uh, you know, made squeak money on buy. The, yeah, squeak and buy. Uh, it was overshadowed by the film it opened the same weekend with, which was Despicable Me. <laughs> oh my god. The minions got him. That's insane. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw that second one and that was like taking it to the streets. So I think it was in Chicago or New York or something like that. Uh, it was just like rolling around. And then in 2018, we get The Predator, which I think was like a reboot, right? I don't even yeah. remember that fucking movie. Uh, I don't either. I was just looking this up the other day. I've been watching this show called Sandman based on okay. a comic book. And mm-hmm. one of the characters, uh, one of the actors is uh, Boyd Holbrook. And uh, I was looking at his IMDb and he was in that movie. So I'm going to check it out at some point. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that movie had an $88 million budget and it only made $51 million domestic. But internationally like worldwide it did 160 so hmm. uh so yeah wow. uh i'm I gonna think just that give, this movie we'll probably wouldn't guess. have done yeah i'm gonna wager a guess for no good reason because we'll never know but and mm-hmm. say this movie was made for probably 25 30 million dollars yeah i would have said something in that range damn did y'all know that disney owns the predator franchise mm-hmm. they own 20th century fox Oh, so they God. they own Sorry. no, it's okay. But they but yeah they they own. But there's a bunch of stuff like that you don't think about off the top of your head, like right. that it's a 20th century Fox thing and and Disney owns yeah. it now. No, yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that. I think they own Indiana Jones now too. Uh, yeah, because that's a Lucas Entertainment thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so that's that. Um, that's the the numbers in terms of financials and stuff like that. That I. You know, I, I figured I'd give you a little bit of the franchise financials history since we didn't have anything for this one. Um, and then in terms of other hard numbers for this, we got a runtime of 100 minutes. Um, and it came out on August 5th. That's uh, 11 days ago. So okay. we're, we're pretty, pretty tight on this one. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad we're covering it because a lot of people have been talking about it. Um, yeah. And then see uh I always like to talk about the music in this section as well. We got Sarah uh Schockner who composed the musical score. Um soundtrack was released on Hollywood Records. Let's see what else. There's Schrackner's out. She's done some video games. Ooh, she did Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh she did oh, she did Anthem. Bummer. Uh she did ar- some music for Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. That's funny. Okay, so she's done some video games and she's done some film. 
Yeah, nothing too notable in film either. Uh, I think that's about all. Premiered at San Diego San Diego Comic Con earlier this uh, this year. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I don't have a lot of numbers on this one. Uh, so yeah. All right, Ten Cloverfield f- Lane. That 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 was the. <laughs> the that's a number. Rate. That's a number. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's also a lot of video games in the Predator franchise as well. There's that makes sense. About just as many games as there are movies, but none of the m- games are based on a movie, except for like the NES one and the Super Nintendo one. Um, and there was a one released this year called Predator Hunting Grounds. So. There's your video cool. game talk. All right. You ready for some fun facts? Oh, yeah. Let's hear them. All right. Let's go through a couple of these. Though still advanced, the technology used by the feral predator is much simpler than previous films. Uh, example, the camouflage sections are larger, less armor, and the uh, HUD is very streamlined and simplistic. Hmm. Uh, the feral predator's biomask is made from the skull of a river ghost from Predators 2010. Oh. Uh, when Naru says, do it, do it now, is taken verbatim of Arnold Schwarzenegger's line from the original Predator. And he says, do it, do it now. <laughs> well, and they also, <laughs> they also do the, if it bleeds, we can kill it. That's, yes, a, that's yeah. another line yeah. from Predator as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's uh, really funny. The rattlesnake could see the Predator whilst invisible as a rattler has pits on its head that allows the snake to sense heat and track prey through its thermal radiation signature, much like a Predator. Yeah. That's why I was uh, threatened. That's why that's why the predator was threatened by the snake and murdered mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie was released with dialogue that was dubbed in the Comanche language, and there's an English language version and a version with Comanche subtitles. Which is cool that they did it. Like it's yeah. cool yeah. that even if they wouldn't, if even if they didn't film it, it, it was cool that it at least exists like that. In some form. Yeah. I tried to watch a little bit of it. I don't know if y'all checked it out, but um, mm-hmm. I was curious just to see. I watched like the first 10 minutes in, in both. And it's uh, as, as soon as it gets to them speaking English, it's very jarring, I think. But um, just seeing the the lips. But, but yeah. But there, I, did you say so you watched the Comanche dub of the movie? Yeah, and it, the audio just sounds weird. Like, it, it, I don't know. It just sounds like a dub, you know what I mean? Like, right. It, it doesn't so sound like it, it's mixed yeah. into the... This is what it says. So you can watch the entire movie in Comanche with the original actors returning to perform their roles. And Trachtenberg said there's a lip match. Choosing words to match the actor's mouth movements as closely as possible. That we do now. And it won't be like watching old kung fu movies. So it's sort of like an advanced version of. Yeah, I mean, you can. Dubbing, I mean, from but, what I could tell, you could. I, I could still tell, but I didn't right. watch the whole thing. So. Right, right. Also, there's not a ton of talking in the movie. Yeah, it's not. It's pretty sparse. As far there's as a lot of the, the the French dudes are talking a bunch though. 
uh, Sari, Nehru's dog and constant companion had no previous movie experience and was adopted specifically for the movie only two months before shooting. What? Sari's real name is Coco and she's a a Carolina dog, a rare breed of wild dog that followed the first humans to cross the Bering Strait. 16, 16,500 years ago. That's cool as fuck. Uh, Trachtenberg cool. wanted to cast a dog that would be period accurate, and Carolina dogs are direct descendants of those dogs. Amber Midthunder uh, called Coco a little bit of a hot mess, but in a sweet way, and said that obviously it all ended up fine because she was great and everybody loves her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine a dog... That has no acting experience. That isn't they, trained to be an two actor. Two months yeah. before they shot, I assume it <laughs> was wild. a bit of a mess to work with. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, Dan uh, Deligrio, De, 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 uh, how do you say that? Who plays the Predator is 6'9". Holy shit. Uh Shorter than Kevin Peter Hall, who played the original Predator. Hall was seven two. Oh damn, that's tall. That's real tall. Uh, in an interview of the Hollywood Reporter, the director said that Billy Soul, the Native American tracker in the first Predator, uh, who is the actor is half Sue. Uh, Led to the idea of this movie. Okay, I can see that. Hmm. Kind of spiritually, yeah. Uh, so, as of August 9th, 2022, this is now the highest rated Predator movie in the entire franchise, according to Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and wow. the all-time highest viewed premiere of any TV show and movie on Hulu ever. Yeah, it was a, it's it's a, crazy. It was successful yeah. for Hulu, for sure. Wow, more people watch this than anything on Hulu. That's wild. It's incredible. Uh, the premiere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not like total views, but like... Right, right. Yeah. Big uh, coming out, though. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I think I do remember hearing oh, that yeah. it was Hulu's biggest uh, original thing that they had done. Um, so that's great. Good, good for so Hulu. So this is one bit of... Hulu needed a win, let's be honest, everybody. They really yeah, did. That. I yeah. feel like they kind of <laughs> slept off for a little while. Um, I mean, I love also, what we do in the shadows, but that's like an FX thing yeah, that you watch yeah, on Hulu. It's yeah. like they have a lot of things that are filtering in from other places, but in terms of original, like, original programming. Yeah. Specifically, the movie side of Hulu is like what I mean. Like, okay. you know, I feel like it's not my go to. Same. Right. Same. But, yeah, I'm not typically um, popping on there to, to find a Hulu original. I will say I feel like um, Carolina dogs are like very popular now. Oh, wow. Like I, f- I feel like I've seen a lot of people like, you know, whether on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. I feel like I see a lot of people with those types of dogs now um, or or could hmm. even be breeds similar. But I mean, they, they look just like a Carolina dog. Um, I don't know. They seem like good pups. Yeah, I, I I like the vibe of of uh, Coco in this in this film. Yeah, very yeah. cute dog. I was so happy Coco didn't get murdered. Mm-hmm. Same here. I was, so I was really hoping the whole time. I was like, I like. I think it's you know, 
Especially Predator already killed that wolfie. I know. I was yeah. like, oh, this is what's going to happen to Coco. Predator's just going to rip yeah. its spine out. I didn't think <laughs> that. And, and, and killed her brother. Like, I know. No, nah, I thought, the, away, I thought so. the bear was going to do it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel that. Uh, when the plot and then the movie poster were released, many people pointed out that the similarities between this and the 2019 fan short film Warrior Predator by filmmaker Chris R. Notar- notarized about a 16th century Native American girl fighting predators. So a little controversy around okay. uh, that. Well, okay, but th- so there is controversy because there's a comic book that's like set in the 1700s that is like a Native American fighting. I don't know that it's like a major controversy yet, but so it says here in another one, whether intentional or not, the film shares similarities with the fam film warrior predator, most notably the setting and the main character who even has near identical face paint to Naru. Mm. When asked about this, the fans film, the fan films director, Chris stated that Disney and 20th century Fox never contacted him, nor have they compensated him. Wow. So, Seems like I mean, maybe some fairly close similarities, but you know we don't we don't really know uh, if the writer director anybody has seen that. We don't really know. I, I yeah. also just knowing from seeing this and knowing that this is like part of Predator's lore already. It's not that hard to think of this idea. Mm-hmm. Like it's really not. And especially with uh, other media out there, like this gives me like Last of Us vibes. You know what I mean? With like Ellie. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, or like even uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits that came out last year. It's like this. This I, I don't think that there's enough there to really like say that they're ripping that short film. Yeah. Off. It's the first Predator film to be released as a streaming exclusive the seventh installment in the Predator franchise, counting the two Alien v. Predator movies. Um, okay, seven. Says the second Predator story to involve the Comanche tribe, the first being May Blood Pave My Way Home, which I don't know what that is. I think that may be the comic book. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um... I think it's uh, interesting. There's a story published in a comic unrelated to the... Never mind. This is... Un, I shouldn't say this fact. It's not cool. You go ahead. <laughs> the comic's called Predator 1718. Yeah, that's what I was... Oh, okay. That's what I was going to say. There, the last was there a bad fact? Say... No, it just says it's unrelated to the Predator franchise. But oh. I, I thought it was interesting. It's Predator 1718. The year this movie was set was 1719. It also came out the month I was born. Hmm. But, I mean, that's kind of it. That's all I was going to say. But it's like, not uh-huh. that interesting. Uh, the last little tidbit I'll give is the Comanche language is a numic language of the indigenous Udo Aztecan family. Wait, will you say that again? The Comanche language is a Numic language of the indigenous Udo Aztecan family. I wonder what Numic means. We're going to find out. So, yeah. Uh, yeah Predator 1718 was a, a comic book short story that was in an anthology book uh, called A Decade of Dark Horse. Dark Horse Comics. 
So there is short stories from Sin City, Predator, and Grendel. Uh, and Predator seventeen eighteen was the Predator one. I think this was from the first issue of A Decade of Dark Horse. Mm, the okay. Predator seventeen eighteen. Uh, Numic is a branch of the Udo Aztecan language family. It includes seven languages spoken by Native American peoples traditionally living in the Great Basin, Colorado River Basin, Snake River Basin, and mm. Southern Great Plains. The word Numic comes from the Cognate word in all Numic languages for person. Okay. Oh, neat. And that, there be the fun facts. Why don't we hear about the plot? Facts. Plot. <laughs> um, plot town. Welcome to plot town. Population okay. three. <laughs> so... You know, as I said, in 1719, this is in the Great Plains, we have Naru, a young Comanche woman trained as a healer with dreams of becoming a great hunter like her brother Tabe. Um, while tracking deer with her dog, Sari, she witnesses... Um, Something in the clouds, which we know as the Predator spacecraft, um, which she, I think she calls it the Thunderbird. And she takes it as a sign to prove herself. Um, and, you know, I think she, like, tries to um, bring it up and no one really believes her. Um, I think she goes so far as to call it a, a monster. Nobody believes her. Um, Tabe agrees to bring her to join a search party for the mountain lion that attacked one of the tribe's hunters. But, you know, he only agrees to bring her so that she can provide, like, medical treatment if they find the hunter alive. Um, but she wants to come to, like, hunt this lion, so they, you know, find the wounded hunter and Nauru right off the bat is like, okay, like, how is he alive? Like, something scared this mountain lion off and I think I know what it is. And they're like, nobody believed her, you know. Um, they very quickly build, like, a, what do you call it? Like a... Gurney. A gurney, yeah. Um, that's the word I was thinking of, but I felt like I wanted to call it something different. But they kind of build like a gurney and just like carry him back. Um, though Tabe stays behind because he wants to find and kill the big ha big cat, but Naru wants to um, find it too because she doesn't believe that they're going to be looking for uh, the mountain lion. She kind of thinks there's like something else. Going on, they find, or she really, she finds some, like, unusual, unusual tracks. Sorry, I'm not articulate. Um, and, like, a very meticulously skinned rattlesnake. Um, like, basically, the snake, like, the skin had been, like, stripped off of it. Um, Naru circles back with, um... Pake and finds Tabe 
And then the three of them are uh, like setting a trap for the mountain lion, but then it kills Pake. So then Naru is like facing off with the big mountain lion, like climbs up a tree, is on the branch. The mountain lion's up there too, and but she falls off of the branch and like hits her head on a rock laying on the ground. After being distracted by the sounds that this creature is making. It's like, I feel like Lana did a really good, like, (laughs) impersonation of the, like, predator noises. Like, I cannot. I don't have that in my, in my makeup. It's kind of a clicky sort of. (laughs) Yeah. It's like purring, but with clicks. I like to call it the predator purr. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. We should all try and do it. Let's everyone try to do their best predator purr. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't even do it it's like, like I don't know I feel like, you win I, do you think I should text Lana and tell him to come in here and do I would love I would love oh, for that would be great yeah. that. yeah that's um, uh, that's a classic sound that they've used for all the predators mm-hmm I, Another cool thing about the series, I got a little sound design going on. Predator, like, just as a character, just, like, kind of doesn't make sense to me sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, it makes yeah. sense as, like, an 80s action movie thing, mm-hmm. or a 90s action yeah. movie thing, but, like, trying to, like, logic Predator, like, doesn't make sense, I guess. I don't know, I know it's an alien, so I guess you could, that's that's the logic behind it, but... Yeah, it's 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 a primitive. It is mind, unusual. Like, I yeah. feel like um, I'm not denying that, but I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like I like the camo a lot. The like yeah. the the invisible uh, cloak and the big like wow, wow, this kind of mouth yeah. thing going on. Ugh. The helmet's cool. Oh hey, Lana's mm-hmm. here. Oh okay. hey hey. Thank you. All right. Just do your little retreat it into the mic. Yeah, yeah I can kind of hear mic. you right now, but you can get closer if you want. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lana. Okay. I'm, I have a cough drop in, but. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's, That's great. really good. Do it one more time. Hold on. I need to get more liquid in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, get a little bit closer. Get a little bit closer. A little bit closer. <laughs> it's like so dry <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> really good. That's the predator. The predator, everybody. Thank you. Also, Chewbacca. You guys ever do any of the Star Wars movies? Oh, yeah. They could be Chewbacca, too. Oh, hell yeah. We'll, ha- we'll have them back for that. <laughs> yeah, well, when we do Star Wars, I'll call you in here. <laughs> or you could be our guest. Thank you. I can't watch Star Wars. Huh? I can't watch Star Wars. It's, I, I feel similar. That's fair. <laughs> I don't really care to do that either. Yeah, you heard it here first. We're never doing Star Wars. Wasn't that sick, though? That was incredible. Yeah. 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 Very good. Okay. Um, back I can't to do it. 
I I can't I cannot top that. Um, so where are we at? Um, oh yeah, Naru hits her head. Not she's knocked out. Um, she was distracted by the predator sound that sounded like what Lana just did, <laughs> and um, fell off the tree, hit her head. Turns out, uh, Tabe killed the mountain lion and carried her back home and she kind of woke up in her like family home tp um probably with a concussion or something but you know tabe later returns to the village with the dead mountain lion um on his shoulders and you know they do a thing where they like cut off the head of whatever Mm -hmm. they've killed so he has the head separately and then he um, earns basically like the title of war chief, and there's like a celebration, and um, you know, uh, Naru is pretty upset about it, but she um, the next morning, I, um, the next morning, um, it seems like the whole tribe is. Moving, you know, they're nomadic, they move a lot, everything's portable. Um, Mm -hmm. but she decides to depart, um, and go the opposite direction from the tribe. She's convinced there's a greater threat out for them, a greater Mm -hmm. threat than the mountain lion. So she takes Sari and you know, goes the opposite direction, and they you know, are going along and they come across a herd of, like, skinned bison, which seems weird. Um, and then she also comes across a grizzly bear who's, like, literally the most vicious-looking bear I've ever seen on screen, I feel like. Like, I don't even know. It was all scarred up and shit. Yeah, like, I don't even know if bears in real life are, like, that... Yeah. Like, just like, just like, I mean, I know they're like wild animals, but this bear was just like really. Very aggressive. It was like rabid. Very aggressive. It literally was. It, it was acting that way, I uh, should say. But, um, one thing I do want to bring up uh, is like when she, and this I think this already happened, where she makes the rope that is, is tied to the uh, axe. Uh-huh. I love mm. that. All the like fight choreography based around that axe with the rope on it, or she pulls it back. Like that shit was the Very coolest, cool coolest thing. It was pretty sick. Yeah. And, like all the, oh god, I was just like, anytime she was fighting with that thing, I was like into it. Yeah. So I guess we opened the movie with her like showing off her cool axe skills, but it was after she left her tribe and. I think I think maybe before she found these these like skin bison, she like takes um like strips of I don't know it's like bark, but it's probably yeah, like she soft because like, she like braids it into mm-hmm. rope and you know wraps it around her her hatchet. So when she throws it, she can kind of recoil the hatchet like back to her and then she mm-hmm. always catches it. I kept thinking she was going to catch the blade That's or something, so but she, she always oh. catches it and she's like, wah, 
It's like it's like Thor's hammer. Like, you know what I mean? How Thor no, really re- retrieves is. the hammer. Yeah. Or like in it reminded me of God of War twenty eighteen. He can throw an axe and like re- retrieve it like with magic, but it's like that same yeah. kind of axe and like oh it's so it's like it's manual. So cool. It's so cool. <laughs> manual, not automatic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh so yeah, this bear is like going after her, going after her dog. Um, she's, you know, at first tried to kill it with her bow, but she like got her bowstring wet and her like brother made some kind of comment about mm-hmm. how he was hunting and then he got his bowstring wet and then he was in trouble. So she like, I, I want to say it was like she got covered in mud that's what it was she like was like wandering and got caught in a bog like and it was like quicksand right yeah yeah it was like this boggy, yeah it's like a thing like a mud-filled bog pit and mm-hmm. it sucked her in like quicksand and she like couldn't like climb her way out of it so she used her like hatchet rope thing and after a few attempts like got it kind of grappled Around that some was branches. I, yeah. I, I love all this early stuff of like, yeah, like I really didn't start to get bored with the movie till like later on. Like I really did enjoy the setup for everything and mm-hmm. and like like the the leveling up in the forest kind of like journey. Like I, I I liked that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, she like grappled her way out of the bog and like rinsed off in the river. After she was like literally head to toe mm-hmm. covered in mud, and that's how her bowstring got wet. And so she ran into the bear, tried to shoot the bear with her bow, but the string like came undone. The bear heard her. The dog ran after the bear. The dog or the bear was chasing the dog, and then the bear was chasing her. Yeah, the the way this escalates into what you're about to say, you know, like is a is a pivotal moment in the yeah. movie. It's like our first climax point really. And like, I thought it built to that pretty nicely. Like the bear fight into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, suddenly you think the dog is going to die. You think she's going to, I mean, maybe not die. because She's the main character and we know how movies work, but, um, you know, you think something's going to happen. And, uh, she ends up taking shelter at first in the river and then, Climbs into a like beaver dam, which, which I thought sick. was really smart. That was sick. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the bear is like attacking the dam and like about to get her, and then suddenly the predator shows up with his little clickety sound, and he's got his like <laughs> camouflage, and the predator kills the bear, and like kind of like just dumps its blood all over it, yeah. like. It was pretty good. Um, this, this was cool. I, yeah. This yeah. Was... Lifts the gave... fucking bear over its head. I, I yeah. do love that the bear fights back for like a solid couple, like a solid like interaction. Yeah, they go toe to toe. Oh, the, for sure. the bear really holds its own for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. There's another thing I should mention before we get too far. So, um... Whenever I, I want to say this happened in the beginning of the movie too. Um, Naru was collecting this like particular 
flower mm-hmm. petal. It's like an orange um, that, flower, yeah. Yeah, it was used to. Um, it was used for healing. You know, she's a trained healer, and her mom taught sort of her an, how to use it. And it was sort of an anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they mix it help, with a mushroom. Like when too. when when they find the first guy who's like kind of cut with the uh, what we assume is the predator claw. That might be also the mountain lion, but know. we don't know. You don't know. So uh, yeah, it's like this combination of a mushroom and this flower that uh, is like an anesthesia sort of healing property deal. Makes you yeah. real cold, so you you don't bleed out. <laughs> yeah, I guess it like slows down. Yeah, your, your heart, heart rate. rate. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so it makes you feel cold because you're not having all this circulation go through your body, but it also like prevents you from like bleeding out like michael said um but yeah um that is important it comes up multiple times in the movie um you know when they find the hunter that was you know uh, supposedly attacked by the mountain lion they used it um and, and we'll see it a couple more know, times. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll pick it up again, but we'll put a pin in that. Um, so, yeah, the predator kills the bear, you know, dumps the blood on it, gives Naru time to leave, mm-hmm. and um, run into, or runs into a group of um, Comanche hunters that were sent to find her. Um the you know i i think her her brother is like somewhere around too like also looking for her but he, he's on the other side of the the river or whatever looking yeah. yeah yeah but anyways these are all his buddies that he hunts with or whatever um that are a part of their tribe and uh they you know kind of take naru like by force and um, then the predator ambushes them and kills them in combat, literally all of them, um, while Naru is caught in like a foothold trap. And uh, she um, tried to warn them about this like monster, and they didn't really believe her. Um, she's not really taken too seriously until, you know, a certain point in the movie, but, um, she, the predator, like, leaves and, like, didn't feel like she was a threat. Mm. Um, so then these, like, French voyagers, these are the guys that are responsible for killing and skinning the bison because they're literally just trying to get fur and trap animals and, yeah. Um, for for a second, like until we got to this point, I was like, "Is this movie trying to say that the predator is the reason why the bison like <laughs> went extinct?" Yeah. <laughs> um, One of the little tidbits I was reading basically said that the French trapper traders would not have slaughtered dozens of buffalo without jerking and salting the meat. When they arrived in the New World, they soon adapted the native culture of waste nothing. Wholesale demise of the buffalo did not occur for another 160 years. But they're just borrowing what, you know, they're just like taking a little liberty with the history of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, yeah. because if 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 it That's was if the meat was all cut up and like preserved or whatever, like then sh- then you wouldn't the audience wouldn't think it was the predator. You're made to think it's the predator. Yeah. 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 Um, which I like that a little like redirecting. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what what you're trying to predict. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, they find Naru and cage her. Um, they have a, a translator named Raphael. He's like the only guy that supposedly speaks like French and English. He like questions Naru about the predator. Um, cause I, I, it almost seems like he's familiar, um, with the predator and, you know, like he's trying to catch him. Um, so she refuses to talk. So the lead Voyager reveals that he has Tabe captive and tortures him before using both of the siblings as bait for the predator, basically. And it's yeah, in this, this fucker's like, a real jerk. Yeah. And it's in this like really cool looking like foggy dead. I don't want to say foggy. I want to say smoky dead forest. Um, and, uh, has them tied to a tree. Tabe admits to his sister that she had weakened the mountain lion, which enabled him to kill it, and that she can always see things that he can't, and that she is a good hunter, basically. And um, so the predator comes out. They're thinking that the predator is going to come to the bait on the tree, which is Tabe and Naru, but... You know, he's killing, he's, I don't want to like gender the predator, but like the predator is interested in, um, you know, killing the threats, which are the Frenchmen at the, at the time. And, um, Tabe and Naru are able to escape, um, by using like a, a bear trap or a foot trap essentially. Um, and there's this like funny moment where like Naru is talking about how like, you know, when uh, a beaver gets stuck in a in a foot trap, it will chew its own leg off just for freedom. As she's mm-hmm. like putting their hands down to this like foot trap, she's her brother's thinking like, "Oh my god, are we gonna lose our hand?" But then she was like, "But I, I but I know what I'm doing. Basically, I'm smarter <laughs> like, than a beaver. Huh? I, yeah, I'm smarter than a beaver." And uh, so. Yeah, the Predator kills most of the Frenchmen. Tabe and Naru escape. Naru rescues Sari from the camp and stumbles across a dying Raphael who, like, had, like, a leg amputated. And he essentially offers to teach her how to use his flintlock pistol in exchange for medical treatment of his severed leg. So she gives him the herbs that reduce his body heat to kind of stanch the bleeding. Um, And then the predator shows up. So she hides behind a tree. Raphael's already taught her how to use a gun, by the way. Um, Raphael, like, plays dead. And then Nari realizes that, like, this thing literally cannot see him. Like, Like, it... You know, the predator must sense, like, body heat or something. Which, like, you know, obviously we, the audience, can see that because it'll cut to a POV of the predator with, like, infrared vision. 
multiple times, so we know that, but, you know, these these other people don't. Um, Tabe shows up on horseback to rescue Naru and, you know, starts shooting arrows and, you know, attacking the Predator. And, you know, together they do weaken the Predator, but, like, it it kills Tabe. Um, and, it, again, it doesn't kill Naru because it doesn't see her as a threat. So she flees, <clears throat> finds the surviving lead Frenchman. She knocks him out, um, severs one of his legs, and he, like, wakes up, you know, at, like, a bonfire with her, with, like, rats eating at his, like, severed leg. And she gives him an unloaded gun so he thinks he's like gonna like get it and like shoot her but then she like eats the herbs hides her body heat baits the predator to come and the predator kills the voyager pretty cool uh pretty cool pretty Pretty cool cool. i feel like i feel like it was an experiment and also like a way for her to you know kind of make her first like um, thoughtful attack on the predator. So she mm-hmm. like during this time she steals his like or you know their like mask. Right. This mask is kind of like a device for aiming its like weapons. It's sort of like it. arrow bolts. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Shoot out these three arrow bolt things that are like tracking. Yeah. To, like they're homing. Yeah. They yeah. go to wherever the red dot is. Yeah, like yeah. has these like laser like like these three laser dots that the mask will point to somewhere mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. from the predator's body, like basically like arrows or explosives or like whatever will come out of it to wherever those infrared um lasers are, are, are shooting. And the right. mask is what shoots the lasers. So she's really smart about this. She like Lures the predator into the mud-filled bog pit that she was in before and uses the, you know, we, we think that she's trying to, like, drown the predator at first, but, you know, he, or, you know, the predator comes up and uh, she had used the mask to turn its own projectile wimp, uh, projectile weapon against the predator, which like kills it instantly. Um, Naru it right severs head. its head. Yeah. It gets, mm-hmm. uh, Naru leads it back to that same bog that, that she gets stuck in. Yeah. And what, yeah. like, is it, she ends up like leaning up against like the same tree that she was using to like pull herself out. And then yeah. the predator is yeah. like coming after and like is in the bog and then fires the thing and goes around. It was a good, it was a good way to kill the predator. I thought it was pretty smart. The, um, uh, but like the, her making herself cold and like hiding her body heat. That is, that is like, that's the ending of every predator movie to my understanding is like, it's just oh, like really? some, it, yeah, it's like, it's just like, they'll eventually end up doing that. In Figuring some way. out new ways to, yeah. yeah, to mask your body heat. That's like how it always ends, apparently. Oh, but this yeah. was an interesting yeah. one. This is like no, a it's, bit of. It is interesting, for sure. It's a it definitely, yeah. definitely some ingenuity. 
Yeah, yeah, because you got the those herbs. I think that's really set up well throughout the movie, and like, I, I don't that the movie sets stuff up well. I think the movie does a lot well. Yeah. Hmm. Well, makes me wish that the other predator movies didn't exist exactly. Like, I don't really want to <laughs> say that and make a lot of people mad. But like, and it kind of like takes away from this movie a little bit like after y'all saying that because i didn't really know that 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 yeah. was like i mean i don't know about predator 2 or um yeah or like i can't remember exactly ones, but... how, what, how it happens but that's definitely the plot of the first movie he just covers yeah. himself in mud yeah. but you know we're dealing with like that's a fan that's fan service callback to uh yeah, a I way to so. yeah but it's all the other all the other like home alone uh, traps yeah, that, uh, yeah. she sets are perfect it's like that's yeah. real ingenuity and like we get to see these environmental set pieces come back into play which is really cool yeah yeah and i i, I seriously think the fight choreography is is really really top-notch in this movie yeah i would agree um so yeah the predator dies kind of it, it kills itself kind of but like you know with the devices of naru mm-hmm um, she severs its head and paints her face with its blood, just like her brother did with the mountain lion, except the predator's blood is like glowing green, which is kind of sick. Um, yeah, so she cool. yeah. returns to her tribe, um, brings the head, uh, gives the flintlock pistol to her tribe, and then they honor her um by they honor her victory by declaring her a war chief and um yeah she's more or less like we gotta move yeah this neighborhood's yeah, overrun with predators yeah. yeah and then um pretty much like in the end credits there's like a a, a hidden painting that depicts three predator spaceships arriving in Comanche territory. Um, which, you know, maybe not everyone would catch, but right. Um, that's the end of the movie. Y'all. Pray. Pray. We said predator a lot, but this is pray. Pray. (laughs) I love, I love the, the, you pray love. Right. That's, that's <laughs> eat, eat mushrooms, pray, and uh, kill. Yeah. <laughs> it's like eat, pray, hunt, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Amber Mid Thunder did some really cool uh, physical, like fight scene stuff. Very physical character in the Legion show. Uh, okay. It was like the, kind of the fighter character. Uh, just real uh, skill level on on that actress. Um, nice. Cool. All right, so let's get into our reviews of the film. I gotta say, I'll go first because I gotta say that this is not often this happens, but just kind of recapping the movie and maybe I was I had a lot to do today. I wasn't really in the right mindset, but just thinking back on it, I think it's pretty impressive. So my view is on it has changed a little bit. Uh, I I really enjoyed all the like all the little like gags of you know, the survival stuff and, and the action and um, the perspective of the film. I, I think I got to give it a seven. 
out okay. of ten. Okay. Um, I I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, I did get a little bored, but that's I don't know what I would take out of the movie. Um, I feel like the fight with the bear had to happen. It's just a really good setup, kind of first, you know, like. That's a, that you, you, it's a really interesting thing the way you you get introduced to the predator like this 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 uh, f- the ant crawls on the predator's leg the mouse the rat eats the ant the snake eats the rat and then the predator kills the snake it's like taking you through the the, the animal the hierarchy of the, the the predator and prey so that's kind of cool and then the bear is sort of the the that's the real contender for the predator. But then, you know, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, our main character is a savant in the hunter in the hunting game. Yeah. So it's an interesting yeah. turn on it. I enjoy the way it, it unfolded. Yeah. Seven out of 10 VHS tapes. Awesome. Nice. Abby, what do you, what do you think? I feel like, um, you know, I feel like had I seen the other Predator movies, I might have felt different about this film. Um, however, I enjoyed it quite a bit. You know, there there were a few things holding me back from giving it, you know, an incredible score. But, um, you know, one being the, the subtitle stuff. Um, another being it did feel kind of long. Like it's only like the runtime is 100 minutes. Yeah. It did feel a little long. I paused it quite a few times to go do other shit and come back. Mm-hmm. But I still really enjoyed it. You know, I've not seen another movie like it. Um, and it it was pretty innovative in a lot of ways, in my opinion. You yeah. know, like technically speaking and um, and, you know... I, I I enjoyed it. I, I feel like I've, you know, already recommended this movie to, you know, a handful of people. Cool. Um I wanna give this movie an eight out of ten. Nice. Um certainly not a perfect score. However, I thought it was pretty good for like a sci fi thriller movie. Mm-hmm. Um and I I just love, you know, the perspective of, of the main character that they chose and you know, her kind of journey to proving herself and, um, you know, like I said, had I seen the other Predator movies, I don't know that I would have necessarily felt this way about Yeah, because it was, it was novel for yeah. you because it was yeah. your first time experiencing the Predator character, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's my review. I cool. thought it was a pretty fun watch. All right, daily. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I watched it. Um, uh, <clears throat> I do think it is the best Predator thing that I've seen, uh, and I haven't seen all of it, but I will say it is the best Predator property uh, I've experienced. Even games uh, as well. Like I think the this is more interesting than than any of the other stories they've told in this universe, um, and that is because of the main character like Abby said like it makes it infinitely yeah. more interesting um, mm-hmm. I I went into my I went into this with my score already picked out um, and I'm sticking to it it's gonna be a 7.5 uh, 
and I know it sounded harsh in my first impressions, but it, I really did enjoy the movie. I just think that uh, it, it is a very, I think 7.5 is, to me, that's average. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like five is like bad, up, but like 7.5 yeah. is like average. I think that ends up being the average score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 7.5 is the average. Uh, yeah. Seven VHS tapes and one cassette. One, one Predator cassette soundtrack cassette tape. It's the whole cassette is just the Predator noise on both sides. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and it's Lana doing it. Yeah. <laughs> we could make that happen. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I, you, go on um, the, you go on uh, the internet instead of like, you know, 12 hours of yakety sax, it's 12, <laughs> 12 hours of Predator sounds. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I, um, the, you talked about what, you know, you didn't th- know what you would cut out of the movie, Michael. Yeah. Um, I definitely wouldn't change anything in the beginning. It's kind of like once she gets captured by the the uh, traders, the traders, it kind of becomes like, like, oh, this is th- this is now we have to deal with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like it because like I was like. I was like stoked that we'd gone so far without seeing anyone but like indigenous people. So I was a little mm-hmm. bummed that we had to go into that, but I know it's, it's relevant to like the time period. And like, it's also, yeah. it also helps the plot get where it needs to go. Yeah. Uh, I, just I think, think it like builds more tension too. Cause it's like, there's multiple enemies. Yeah. In this, you know, yeah. it's not, yeah, it's just... another thing that the yeah. uh, natives face as a threat. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's not just the predator. It's not just the bear. It's not just the mountain lion. It's, fucking white people and when she yeah yeah, when she returns to her uh tribe to say i think we need to move i thought she was referring to that to the to the traitor people not the predator Mm. yeah yeah like this place isn't safe anymore because there's like all those traps everywhere they do foreshadow the yeah with the dog getting caught in the trap yeah yeah Yeah. uh i didn't i didn't think about that but i i I think that it needs something like that i just don't Mm -hmm love exactly how it plays out and that's where i got bored because it's like and i understand why we don't see the translation subtitles for the french because like the main character doesn't understand french so why Mm -hmm. why would we understand french right but at the same time they they speak french at you for so long for such an extended period that it 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 lost my attention because i'm like yeah. I don't know what's happening here. Like I know, there's really I know vaguely what's guy. happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's really just the one guy that is like kind of as like a translator between yeah, the right. Yeah, it's just that one guy and Voyager, like trapper people. Once we get out of that and back into like the action, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was back in it, but like that lull did lose me pretty hard right there. Um, I wish it would have been an hour thirty. And just nonstop is at from that bear fight onward, just like tension building fight, you know, and like running, hiding, like because the tension breaks once like the French people are introduced and the no, she's captured. Mm-hmm. You know I what I mean? That's a fair, because like even though it's still say. a threat, she's like she's stuck in a cage. You know what I mean? So the tent, like it's like you you know what I mean? It, it it doesn't build back up until after the you know the bait scene where her and her brother used as bait you know and mm-hmm. um yeah. but everything else after that like the fight with the brother and the predator and her 
that's a great scene. Um, I, I think the fight scenes propel this movie all the way to the score I gave yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Seven and a half. Like that that's a good moment, score. I feel like that moment with the French people kind of allowed for Naru to like fully realize. Oh yeah, I, I her her biggest tool in like defeating the predator. Yes, and they could have probably done it in a different way, you know, like yeah. that wasn't or just so faster. long drawn out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. just get just get I feel get that. back to the what is the most interesting part about this, which is like Naru's like yeah. shit, you know. Yeah, but yeah, that. Uh, cool. that has been we don't pray. hate it. Pray a predator story. (laughs) Yeah, I do like. Oh, oh, uh, one thing we we didn't say this at all, uh, but that late title card when it pans up to the sky is pretty sick. Yeah, like the stone font thing is pretty cool. And it just like pans up, it pops up, it pops away, and it pans back down and like keeps going. Like that shit was that shit was awesome. Always a sucker for that stuff. Yeah. Um, Nice. All right, cool. Michael? Yeah. So what's up? I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what's up with me. I'm going about to go on a trip across the country for two weeks. Um, I'm driving over to Seattle. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, I've been sort of casually writing a movie with some friends, and we're going to go there. Uh, it's a place where the movie will be set, and we're going to write there for about a week and a half and then we're going to drive back so i'm really excited uh i love road trips i really love the pacific northwest um would island especially is very very beautiful um i'm i'm stoked i leave uh on thursday and that'll be the 18th um have you all been out to that area before no, um, I know Lana has, but I have not. I've only been to Southern California. I haven't been up to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, the only um, Northwest I've been was when I was with you, Michael, when we went to Oakland. Yeah, we went to Oakland. And and San Fran. And uh-huh. Fort Funston. That was, yeah, really fun trip. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, um, it was really sick. I think about I think about it a lot. Yeah, we got to do a lot, and and Oakland was a great hub for going down the coast and going up to the Redwoods mm-hmm. and going over to San Francisco. We we got a lot done. We, got, we saw a lot. We swam a lot. We hiked. We yeah, uh, beached a lot. Yeah, it was really, really, truly a blast. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we might do a little, little of that bit. on this trip. <laughs> What's that? Nice. So we camped a little. We camped bit. a little bit. We went out to <laughs> Joshua Tree. Yeah, we've been talking about maybe doing that this trip. We haven't really planned the way back yet, so we're thinking we'll hit up the desert a little uh, yeah. on our way back over. So that might be really fun. Go back to Joshua yeah. Tree or find some other place that we've never been. Well, they've never been there, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm look. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I'm excited to, in earnest, try to write a feature length film. It's not oh, something I didn't I've ever know really that, tried to do. I didn't know that was the uh, impetus for mm-hmm. for this. That's cool. Yeah, we've had the idea for a long time to write that, and um, we've come up with kind of the bones of the thing, the, the, the more or less the basics of it, and 
we're not really going to stick too hard to anything. We're going to just sort of go out and see what, what inspiration strikes. And, uh, very, very excited. Just kind of see where this like freeform writing workshop will go. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm very excited. So we only got to do this episode, which currently we're an episode ahead, uh, which I'm sure people that follow the podcast know that. Um, and so we will, I think we're going to have to do one episode without you, I believe. And I think we have yeah, a guest lined suggest, up for that. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah I was going to suggest that. I know you listeners will miss me. It's my... The first time I'll be uh, gone from the podcast, but you have two very lovely people here that will say things probably a little bit more correctly than me. I don't know about that. No, no. I think it's fun. Yeah. Your charm will be missed for sure. I think maybe we should have a guest. No, no. We're going to, I will never do the podcast with just two people. It doesn't make sense yeah. to me, but, uh, yeah, make it, I, make it exciting. Yeah. I'm going to, I, there's this guy named Ryan Daly that, uh, runs this. You're trying to double daily. This I'm podcast? trying to double daily. The podcast. I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to bring it another daily. And, uh, it's twice daily. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to have that theme song. For that. Uh, but he, he runs blue tapes movies and makes short films. And he also okay, makes yeah. music and, uh, he's been following us for a while and likes what we do, likes the podcast. And uh, we've talked a little bit about him coming on. So I think I'm going to get him on for uh, that week, that, that extra week that you'll be gone that we need to fill in. Cool. Uh, do you know what film? I'm going to let him pick. So I don't know yet. Cool. Yeah. Right on. That's very exciting. It'll be interesting to... Uh, Listen to the podcast from the outside perspective, truly. That'll be fun for me. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's going to be a good time. I'm excited. Cool. Um, yeah. What about you, Abby? What about you? Um, what's up with me? What do you want to bring to the what's up? Um... I don't know. I, my life's been boring lately. I, I don't have. I can't think of anything other than like watch some good fucking movies and like suggest them to us. Maybe we'll do them on the podcast. Like that's all I really have to say to the people yeah. watching or listening. Um, We're so down for we, your suggestions. Yeah, give us some feedback. Give us some recs um because i feel like i need new stuff to watch even if it's a show like give me something to watch you know what daily this is for you i saw men oh so we've all seen it now yeah do a little okay we can talk about that for just a minute here just a second just a second I'll let anybody else go first because I, I have some choice words. For I don't know how i feel about it okay i didn't love it okay. i didn't hate it I'm in between. I thought it was weird. Visually, it was cool. Yeah. I didn't love it. Okay. Like, I I could tell this movie was made by a man, number mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Um, without even looking <laughs> yeah. it up. Alex Garland. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I think visually, you know, I saw some shit I've never seen before. And 
I thought it true. was cool. <laughs> they they kind of used the same person to like play all these other characters uh-huh. for the most part. Um, uh, how it made me feel as a woman watching it, kind of disgusted. And, uh, you know, maybe that's, I think that's what it was supposed to do. But it was, yeah. it was like... It made me um, feel gross, too. So I think it's supposed yeah. to make everyone feel gross that watches it. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't know. I think I, based on the title alone, I think I wanted it to be a little more empowering. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought it was like, I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be different, but like, I, I feel a little biased too because I've read so many reviews about the movie before I watched it. Okay. And like I tried to watch it with a pretty open mind, but I feel like I feel like everything I read about it makes sense now. It's like it's it's weird. Um, I I think there's a lot of mixed reviews on this movie. You know, um, I'm curious to see what y'all have to say about it because I I don't know. It was it was okay. For me, what do y'all think? Well, I, I hear what Michael uh, has to say. It sounds like you got something in the chamber. Yeah, I I was anticipating this movie. I really wanted to see it. I watched the trailer and I thought this looked really really intriguing. I like the director's other movies. Um, yeah, I really love Jesse. I also Buckley. love the lead. Yeah, yeah, Jesse Buckley is an amazing yeah. actor. So so good. I've seen her in a in a bunch of things and uh, uh, and really fantastic. Um, and. I, I was very excited for it and watched it and it just felt like, I, I mean, I really loved the, in, like the introduction the the setting, it was all like this moody, like saturated nature, thrillery, you know, stuff going on. And it's just like, it got really heavy handed right away with this uh, original sin, Adam and Eve imagery Mm-hmm. Um, and then the movie just sort of like never goes anywhere. It, I mean, yeah. it goes somewhere, but it's like, yeah. it just, it felt like by the end of the movie, it's saying, well, the, like the origin of sin is men and it doesn't really give you, uh, much to chew on besides that. Um, yeah. I would say the thing that it does the most effectively is that, you know, this character has gone through some trauma obviously with the death of mm-hmm. uh, her husband via either suicide or accident. We don't really know, but the, uh, so the going through the trauma of that and then showing up in this small place and seeing all men as the same face, it kind of has this impact of like, if you've gone through something like that, you might just view all men the same in, in the same way. Uh, they might all seem like maybe uh, a threat or like some eerie threat to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that as a mechanism was effective at first too. seeing the same actor playing these different parts in these kind of nuanced ways. But it's mm-hmm. just like the whole climax of the movie basically... I don't know. It just, it tries to be more profound than I think it's able to. And I don't think it actually even knows what its own message is. 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. I feel, I feel like that's, you put it into words better than my brain could process it. <laughs> like, honestly. Like, there, it's fascinating to see this ass birth happen over and over again, because you don't yeah. see a, vi- you've never it's seen like, a visual quite like yeah. that. But. Not just an ass birth. Like, so one of, it, right, one of all the these birds different... was out of his mouth. Yeah. Right, one was right. like a vagina opened up on his back. Like, yeah. right, it was like, right. it was yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know. Throughout that whole sequence, wild. I could, I could, from the get go, I could say, I, I knew that her husband was going to crawl out of there. It's like, it's this telegraph thing that's somehow like obvious and trying to be uh, very weird and obscure at the same time. It just didn't really, yeah. it really never amounted to meaning anything to me. And I feel like it's basically the director saying, like, see, I get it. And I felt like that message coming through turned me off so hard that I just like, I think that the movie sucked, honestly. Uh, I think that it didn't effectively like scare me, freak me out or like entice me after the first third of the movie. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I feel like I just like, couldn't really put it into words that well. Like I I feel like I, I struggled with trying to see what you know what they were going for yeah like um that that's a very good way to put it yeah. in my opinion i, I think i really really wanted to like it i was so excited going yeah. into it and and it's the kind of movie that really uh i enjoy you know like it's got this kind of midsummer uh it's got that sort of like uh hereditary midsummer sort of like intrigue yeah. to what's going to unfold in also, maybe like a 24 isn't it uh-huh yeah yeah and maybe like, this sort of pagan weird way yeah but it just didn't yeah. come through i i think for me the i i definitely agree with you that the message is just the message like it's not any deeper than like the message of like yeah the root of most evil is men like mm-hmm. I that's I think that's what the all the movie's trying to say. I just think Alex Garland does it in a very stylistic way, you know. And but I mean I definitely get the criticism of like you there needs to be more meat on the bones of that metaphor. Um if you're really yeah. going to be out there trying to say something. Uh but for me, the the sheer just style of the movie and the intrigue of what's happening really did carry me through all the way to the end. And it did scare me at times, but I did see it in the theater as well, which is like a different yeah. experience. And like, I probably does have a different sensory experience. Yeah. I was For just sure, fully, yeah. I was fully engrossed in the story the, the whole way through and, and didn't mm-hmm. necessarily see. I mean, I saw it coming in that maybe like when it started to happen, like the birth, the butt birth thing and like the husband coming out <laughs> in the end. Like yeah, you, it's probably yeah. that's probably what's gonna happen once you start seeing that. But I didn't expect that to start happening in the first place. You know what no, I mean? No. So no. and it's like yeah, I want to see what is the weird tree dude? Like what is like I, I just I yeah, that's green I was man. So that's like a pagan by it piece all. of imagery. I needed to see how it ended. You know, yeah. Um, which is more than I can say for prey. You know, like <laughs> I, I I was I never got bored during men because I was just so curious about what was going to happen um but yeah i don't know if either of you have seen darren aronofsky's movie mother 
it reminds me a lot of mother it was mother's trying to do the same thing it has it has a similar kind of uh through line and message to it but i feel like really uh delivers more on like an unfolding climactic like eruption of of uh, of, of a movie that you don't yeah. really understand where it's going until it gets there. Yeah. Well, see, uh, I thought mother, I mean, I think you could criticize mother the same way you could criticize. You men. could, you could In for sure. I just like think I, I truly just think short. it exists. I think it, it succeeds better as a film hmm. for me. I'm not saying it's any better. I think it is yeah. heavy handed too. Uh, I think like probably white men shouldn't try to make movies that are like profoundly, Oh, yeah. that are making this big of a claim on gender dynamics and and politics i think that's pretty stupid i think like just stick to making sci-fi movies or make a horror movie that has nothing to do with that well, and you can use the same imagery uh, but it's like who I don't did know, requiem just, for a dream darren aronofsky yeah i mean that's a there's a lot of him trying to say something in that movie too uh towards sure. towards certain parts of it are trying to say things towards gender uh, and, and gender dynamics. And I don't think that movie, that movie is all shock value, you know? Yeah. I mean, I would say that there's more nuance to it and more character. I, I like, again, I feel, Oh yeah. Like, that, one thing scene, is, that one scene, that one scene is nuanced. You know uh, no, I mean, but it's, yeah, yeah. It's an extreme <laughs> movie, but I'm not, I'm saying that like, I just think maybe Aronofsky, uh, is a better filmmaker blow for blow, but I don't, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I just drew that comparison because it is dealing with kind of the same. Oh yeah. Things, I was going to bring that up too, because I think, I, I think you can draw a lot of comparisons between the two as well. Uh, and um, also men reeks of a, of a COVID movie. Like it's such a pandemic movie, <laughs> like in terms of like, the, like it's such a, like I, the cast, you know what I mean? Like, like how they yeah. y- utilize and really get the most out of a small amount of actors. You know what I mean? Like it, it really yeah, like does three. have, yeah, it, it reeks of a COVID movie as well. So that's it has really that against funny. it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, uh, that's my two cents on men. I, I didn't like it. I, I'm glad that we all have different opinions on it. Uh, yeah. cause I do think it is kind of a, it is one to contend with in a way, which is something to its credit, but I don't think it's much. No, I, it's, I, a, I it's a conversation starter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree with anything y'all said. I think that is yeah. very accurate to the, to the experience of the movie. Yeah. And Michael, you're, cool. you, you, yeah. you talk a lot about how you're really good at picking up on, on stuff like, like, like seeing the force, like not foreshadowing, think, yeah, but just yeah. like, oh, this is what's probably gonna happen. Like thing, yeah, things that are a little telegraphed yeah. ahead of time. I'm um, horrible at that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Even pick up I'm, on I'm the traffic. Okay, yeah, it's a blessing it. and a curse. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, is that it? I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. This has been episode forty-three. Got that right? Yes. Um, <laughs> You can check us out on ampm.video on Instagram and go team at go team video. You can watch this uh, stream that we do every time on Twitch. Twitch. TV slash ampm video. Yes, sir. And you go over to YouTube and search for ampm video. You'll find the video podcast there as well as as well as Spotify. You can watch the video podcast on there now too. Um, 
as always, we'd really like to thank Jorge Sierra for the lovely photography that uh, when he comes into town, he does a little photo shoot for us. And we've got a cavalcade of those photos. And you can check him out at Shot From The Pit on Instagram. And the intro and outro music that we use uh, um, provided by the lovely Mike Gubbins. And you can find Mike Gubbins at Gubbs Music on Instagram. Um, yeah, I, I want to just echo Abby and say, leave us a suggestion for a film or TV, just for fun or for the podcast. Uh, we'd love to take a suggestion and roll with it. And um, we haven't really gotten one yet. We did get one from our uh, guest that we had last week, Courtney Warner. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all about that later on. Um, so that's the first time that's happened, which is nice. And one of them was a, a film that Courtney was actually in as a uh, teenager. So that's oh, cool. What? Like a really bad Christian movie. Oh, oh shit. my God. <laughs> so we, we, should, we don't typically. We watch... I was going to say, ahead, should we watch ahead. We Are Marshall? Because Michael was in that oh, movie. Oh, good Lord. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it for one, one split second. Um, I think the one, the one criteria of movies we watch is that it, it has to. It, it, I don't know. Right. It has to well, be. Well, we don't typically. Like we, a, we haven't. We haven't really done one in in the the uh, uh, in jest. We haven't done one for parody, you know. Yeah, we, yeah. we, t- we t- yeah. typically stay away from films that are like uh, for the mockish reasons. Um, yeah. Not to say that we won't ever do something like that, like the room or what have you, troll two. But uh, for the time being, we're just kind of like jumping around to titles that. Not, they aren't necessarily always good, but our, our titles that we can have we, a conversation. We about. cover movies that are yeah. either like typically released in some sort of traditional way, uh, or movies that have a fan base. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Is like we don't do anything that doesn't have some sort of fan base t- tied to it. Right. Uh, so like doing a one-off like Christian movie doesn't make sense necessarily to me but maybe that could be a fun like bonus thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah we'll see we'll see yeah. where we get to but it, the the point is if you listen to this show you have a movie that you think we should talk about leave it in the comment section message us whatever you want to do uh we'll very seriously consider it and maybe possibly probably do it so um there you go uh, tune in next week when, and I'll tune in with you, uh, Double Daily and Abby <laughs> get down on some new movie. Double Daily. All right. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Bye. This is a announcement test. Uh, I don't know what it's supposed to say. I'm not really that concerned with it. So, anyone get this? Just disregard it. Okay, hang on.